Welcome back, everybody. Week 10 of the NFL football season, the Daily Fantasy Dudes podcast. Tom Gallon, along with Matt Van Every. Matt, how are you doing this week? Great to be here, as always. Looking forward to another week of uh, NFL action. All right, let's get right to it. In the NFL, quarterback position, what do you got for us, Matt? First up for me, I've got Blake Bortles. Playing against the Ravens, the defense, they're second only to the New Orleans Saints in points to opposing quarterbacks in Daily Fantasy. Bortles has two or more touchdowns in four straight and over 300 yards in three of those four. He's playing and he's scoring like a top 10 quarterback, and he's also got some great matchups for the remaining schedule. Irrelevant to this week, but keep an eye on the guy. Tennessee, San Diego, Tennessee again, Indianapolis, Atlanta, and New Orleans. Take advantage of him now while you can still get him and not have him in everybody else's lineup because he is going to be putting up some points and it starts this week. Next up for me is Kirk Cousins, which speaking of the Ravens being the number two most giving defense to fantasy quarterbacks, there's only one team worse, and that is Cousins' opponent, the New Orleans Saints. Be careful, though, if he's going to be one of the most heavily played quarterbacks this week because he's such an obvious tournament DFS play, and everybody's talking about him. He's the definition of a tournament play. Um, as such, he will likely be very saturated in opponent lineups, so do be careful of that. However, playing the Saints, and uh, you know that defense is to a quarterback what a juicy T-bone is to a hound dog. They don't have much of a running game, although I do like Matt Jones this week as a tournament play. But with Deshaun Jackson healthy, Crowder, Garcon, you know, one of my favorite plays of the week, Jordan Reed, I'll be surprised if Cousins goes for less than 300 yards and doesn't throw a couple touchdowns at least. Next up after Cousins, Landry Jones. Be careful. You know, as we know, Big Ben is, is tough to predict whether or not he's going to play. Word is, it's likely he's not going to play, but you never know. It's a home game, and while Landry didn't look real good, it didn't look like that stud NFL QB when he appeared uh, in that game against the Chiefs and Arrowhead, he did finish off the Cardinals, and then last week he took the Steelers on a game-winning drive against the Raiders. I don't think he's the mistake-prone, ineffective player that was there in Arrowhead against Kansas City. I'm confident he's more talented than players like the aforementioned Cousins, Fitzpatrick, guys like that. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there I think that Landry Jones is better than. He looked good against the Raiders, as I said, and I think he's going to outplay whoever starts for the Browns, and he's going to lead the Steelers to a win. And then finally, maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but I'm going back, dancing with the date that I brought, and I am going back to Sam Bradford this week. I think that their offense is growing together and that they're almost dialed in. I think that they and Bradford are going to finish the season strong and might even squeak into the playoffs. It's going to show up this week against that Dolphins secondary, which is very generous to quarterbacks, offenses in general. I really like Bradford this week. Yeah, you definitely took my guy on that list there, Matt, as I'm pretty much all over Kurt Cousins. And really, it's the price more than anything. On DraftKings, he's $5,100, which is next to the lowest they can have. I mean, there are backup quarterbacks that are $5,000 that aren't even going to play. So to get a quarterback that you feel pretty good about the matchup, should be throwing the ball, he's got most of his weapons are back now. At that price, it's very similar to what happened last week with Jay Cutler, who was only 5200 and his price in that same, I think he's 5100 this week. You just can't pass up that kind of value at the quarterback spot. If you feel pretty good, like on DraftKings, I think he can get 20 points. That wouldn't be unusual for the game we expect that to be. So I don't mind Kirk Cousins, and I really don't think he's going to be all that heavily owned in the tournaments. And we'll talk about this a little bit in the tip for the week, too. It's just that with quarterbacks, there's such a good mix of guys that generally get taken, the, the Bradys, the Drew Breeses, that rarely is there ever one guy that's just so obvious the way it can be, like with a Gurley, for instance, in running back when he was just on that roll. So I'm not all that fearful about playing Cousins. The other guy I like is Joe Flacco. 
I do like Bortles, certainly, but you took him. So the other side of the ball, that same game, Joe Flacco should have the ball in the air quite a bit. He's at home, and he'll be missing Steve Smith, but I think he's got plenty of weapons. Aiken could be a long ball threat. I do kind of worry about Gilmore, the tight end, whether he's going to play or not. He's questionable, at least he's been all week, but even if he doesn't play, I still think there's enough weapons that Flacco will be pretty productive at his price as well. Very cheap, 5500 on DraftKings, 7500 on FanDuel, and 38 A little pricey there on Yahoo. As far as uh, your other choice, Landry Jones, I don't mind that, but I just feel like there's at that price level, there are guys like the Flaccos and, and you know Kirk Cousins that I feel a little safer about. Because I just don't think the Steelers are going to hand over the reins and say, here, go be just like Ben. Throw the ball a lot. I think they're going to try to run the ball as much as possible. Cleveland's rush defense is horrible. So that's my only fear on Landry Jones. Let's move on to running back. My first choice for running back, I'm going with LeGarrette Blunt. I love the matchup. First matchup's out without Deion Lewis, as I really believe that LeGarrette is going to just take the rock and punish the Giants for four quarters. Next up, I like Adrian Peterson a lot. Officially last week, he took back his spot as the number one rusher in the league. And look at what D'Angelo Williams did to the Raiders. If that's what he can do, I believe that Adrian can do even more. You know, maybe not quite 170 yards like D'Angelo got, but I think he's due for over 100 and a couple scores or at least one score. We'll say that. Doug Martin, Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good matchup for any running back. And I think that Martin, you know, after a few weeks of kind of you know, getting off track a little bit. People think that Sims is going to get more, you know, more action, but it's not really panning out. I think Martin's going to have a big week against the Cowboys. Next up, DeMarco Murray against the Dolphins. You know, same as I said for Bradford. I think that DeMarco's going to finish really strong, probably as a top 10 running back, maybe even higher. He's just too talented, and the team is really starting to gel. He catches the ball. He runs the ball out of the backfield. You know, he's, he's as good of a dual threat running back as there is in the league in the absence of Le'Veon Bell, and maybe even with Bell. So definitely DeMarco Murray. Following him, as I mentioned earlier, Matt Jones against the Saints. This is kind of a, a flyer play. You know, definitely a tournament play only. Don't put this in any cash games. But he's playing the Saints, so why not, you know? Lastly, my another one of my plays who's for tournaments only, not in cash games or 50-50s, Antonio Andrews against the Panthers. He's got a really tough matchup. The Panthers are no slouch. But typically, offense is generated, even when they play the Panthers. He's a professional. The team's full of professionals. And I imagine they will generate some offense and that there's a chance a good deal of it is going to come from Andrews. You know, if you need a tournament flyer, go with Antonio Andrews. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with Adrian Peterson this week. A little bit of a question mark, only because I've seen that the weather forecast is wet there in Oakland. And Oakland's field is, I think it's slightly below sea level, so it tends to be a little bit sloppy if there's a lot of rain. So that's one concern. Not horribly concerned with it, frankly. I I do think Adrian will get the rock quite a bit. I'm going to go back to Todd Gurley for sure, because now I love the matchup. He's playing the Bears at home. Seems like not that much mention of Gurley this week, because he had a slightly off week last week in a much tougher situation. So I'm back to Gurley. I think he can really run it up. Bears on a short week. They're banged up. So I think uh, St. Louis should have that game hopefully well in hand, and that'll mean feed the rock to their main stud. Also, I love on Monday night. I wouldn't say I love, but it's a little bit of a flyer pick. On Monday night, good value play. The Houston defense, not very good against running backs. And I love Gio Bernard at a very reasonable price. He's 4700 on DraftKings, 6300 on FanDuel, and 28 on Yahoo. As everybody knows, I love having guys on Monday night 
there's one option I think should be pretty effective. At the very least, he'll be getting some receptions against Houston. And finally, he's been given the number one slot this week. It's about time because Eddie Lacy has stunk it up all year. James Starks against Detroit, pretty reasonably priced across the industry. And a game that you would anticipate Green Bay should have under control. So James Starks could be seeing regular running back duties and put up the kind of results you expect at a very, very cheap price. Now, on the guys you had mentioned, just an FYI, this week, at least for me, I don't feel the need to risk it on a guy like Antonio Andrews. Very cheaply priced. I get that. But with the cheap deals you can get at quarterback, I think I'm going to fill up the running back slot kind of with more than known quantities. And, you know, you can do the same as much as possible at receiver because you can get those quarterbacks for so cheap. Let's move on to the wide receiver picks for Matt. What do you got? First one up, I'm going with Randall Cobb of the Green Bay Packers facing the Lions. You know, it's really too bad for the Lions. They didn't do anything to anybody. That, that's literally, they have done nothing this year. But it's just bad timing. They're coming into Green Bay after the Packers have lost two embarrassing straight games. Really not embarrassing against the Panthers. They did show up late. But, you know, I think that the, uh, the Packers are going to take out their aggression and put up a lot of points against the Lions. And I expect that there's going to be quite a few connections between Aaron Rodgers and his favorite receiver this year, Randall Cobb. Beyond Cobb, my next pick is Devontae Adams, also the Packers in that same game against the Lions. He finally got on track last week with seven catches. I think that, you know, from here on out, he's likely going to be a 20, top 20 type play. I think Devontae Adams is a great play. He's very inexpensive as well in most DFS formats. Following him, Allen Robinson, who's facing the Ravens for the Jaguars. I kind of prefer Hearns because he's a little bit less expensive in most formats, but He's battling a tweaked groin, and those are tricky. He missed two practices this week and is likely going to be a game-time decision. You never know what may come up at the last minute, you know, in my personal life, and typically I don't count on anyone that isn't more likely to play than not as of Saturday. You never know where I may end up being. So, you know, things come up. I might not be able to make a change late on Sunday morning, so I like to know what's going on on Saturday. If I do happen to be in front of the computer or I'm able to catch some last reports and make a change, then I might hear Hearns is a go or similar, and I'll switch it up and I'll put him in a lineup. I don't want to count on being able to make a last-minute change. So that being said, I'm going with Robinson. There's plenty of options, so I just consider game-time decisions and questionables as one less player muddying the water for me. Both Robinson and Hearns were over 100 yards last week. Robinson had six catches, Hearns with five, and a touchdown. They're emerging as one of the best tandems in the league right now, right there with Crabtree and Cooper, Bryant and Brown, etc., Allen Robinson in all DFS formats. Following him, Jordan Matthews against the Dolphins. You know, again, very similar as to what I said about DeMarco Murray and Sam Bradford. I think that the Eagles are starting to gel, and, you know, Bradford looks to Matthews early and often. The Dolphins are not very good against the pass, and I think that Matthews is going to be a big recipient of a big day from Bradford and the Eagles. Finally, Des Bryant against the Buccaneers. He had a pretty decent week last week, and this is now his third game back from injury. That first game back, you're kind of feeling things out, making sure that, you know, you can stand on both legs as such. Second game, you know, you're feeling a little more comfortable. You know, you still got Matt Castle as your quarterback, so don't put too much on the guy. But third game back now, he should be 100% or just about as close to it as he's going to get this year. The Buccaneers are not world beaters on defense, and I think that Dez is going to have a really good game and go over 100 yards, probably a score or two at least. Yeah, for me, I've got a similar situation where playing a guy that second game back, I expect a little more. He had a tough matchup last week, and that is Deshaun Jackson for Washington. 
Playing at home against New Orleans, I think he should be one of the targets that Kirk Cousins is looking at. Certainly the deep threat for Washington. I rarely play Redskins in my DFS. I just think this week it might be a little too good to pass up. So Deshaun Jackson, reasonable price, a little higher than I'd like actually, but reasonably priced throughout the industry. He's one that I'm targeting. I do like Randall Cobb and Allen Robinson, and, and frankly, I just don't think Hearns is going to play. If he does, you got a groin injury. That's always iffy, and you might run out there second play of the game. All of a sudden, something pulls, and you're out of the game. So I like Allen Robinson. It's a good matchup anyway, as well as your Randall Cobb choice. A little bit under the radar, I like Kamar Aiken, as I think he's going to be one of the big targets for Joe Flacco this week against a Jags defense. That is not by any means good. So I like him in the New England and Giants game. The typical MO for New England is they tend to take away your top target. And as tough as that might be to take away Odell Beckham Jr., I think that's going to be their focus. And that gives some room to run for Reuben Randall, a very cheap option. $3,900 on DraftKings, $5,700 on FanDuel, and $21 on Yahoo. So I think that secondary receiver for the Giants should be a good play. And then one more on Monday night. I like Marvin Jones. He's been playing very well, good chunk of the season, and the secondary wideouts have generally had a field day versus Houston, so I anticipate that could be the case once again. I mean, frankly, both of them, both A.J. Green and Marvin Jones, could have a field day. But Marvin Jones, at the price, 4300 on DraftKings, and, you know, similarly priced throughout the industry. I like him as a secondary wide receiver who should get quite a few looks, and once again, playing on Monday night, something I always want to have. Let's move on to tight end. One of my plays of the week, I love Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins against the Saints. If you throw the ball through the air, the Saints are not very good at defending it. I think that Jordan Reed is a great play this week out of the tight end position. He's a freak. The guy is quite an athlete, and I think Cousins is going to look to him early and often. Next up, I'm going with Tyler Eifert. He's facing the Texans for the Bengals. You know, to me, Eifert's likely a top 30 play as a flex. He's just such a good receiver, such a tough red zone threat. You know, as soon as they cross that 20-yard line, Dalton just says, okay, where's my boy Eifert? And he looks to him. So Eifert's a great play this week. Next up, Delaney Walker, which, you know, again, kind of like giving the ball to Antonio Andrews. The Titans are going to generate some offense, maybe not a whole lot, but they've got to generate it somehow. I think Andrews on the ground and Delaney Walker through the air are the most likely candidates. Going forward, perhaps Doriel Green-Beckham may get a little bit involved. Don't know if that's going to be the case this week. I'm going to temper my expectations and expect some dump-offs to Walker and some handoffs to Antonio Andrews. Yeah, for my tight ends, you pretty much named all the guys I would even think of. I'm definitely thinking Reed is a good play. Eifert's definitely somebody I love on Monday night. The only other guy I was looking at really was Crockett Gilmore, just pending his injury status he's listed as probable now and I think I'd be willing to roll with him he's very cheap good athlete could see him getting quite a few looks and that's good enough for me at the tight end position I'm not going to go too crazy looking at other guys pretty much Jordan Reed Crockett Gilmore Tyler Eifert are the guys I'm focused on how about the defenses Number one, I've mentioned uh, the team going up against them a couple times, the Carolina Panthers. You know, they are playing the Titans, and like I said, they will generate some offense, but I don't think they're going to generate a lot of it, and Carolina's beaten up on everybody these days. I think they're a great play, probably the play of the week on defense, for as far as I'm concerned. And then number two, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to be playing the Broncos, which really, it's got more to do with the Broncos than the Chiefs, but 
I didn't want to just pick one defense. I'm going with the Chiefs. And But people, I'll be the first to admit, my defensive picks have not been the cat's meow this year. With wide receivers, you know, stick with what I have to say. I've been really good with receivers. But defense, eh, not so much. Maybe this is the week I turn it around. But just being honest with you, I do like Carolina. I think it's a pretty safe pick, though. Yeah, defenses do tend to be a little hit and miss. Some weeks are fairly obvious, but for the most part, it's a tough play. You, you never know for sure how a game is going to flow whether a backup quarterback might perform well if you've got an opportunity to go against one. So defenses are always a little bit tough. My personal favorites for the week, I do like the Bengals on Monday night. think they're going to be fired up for a Monday night home game and really want to show the world that, hey, we deserve this undefeated record. They're going against Houston. Brian Hoyer has been playing well, but he's also mistake prone. So without a realistic running back as Foster's out once again, I think the Bengals could really be fired up and raring to go and show off that defense on Monday night. I do like the Rams against the Bears. Rams at home, a little pricey, obviously, but the Rams at home are just, they seem to be a different team. They're fired up, and the Bears, you know, last week beat San Diego. Good comeback on Monday night, but they weren't playing a defense that's all that good, and they didn't look all that sharp for most of the game. So I think perhaps the Rams could really get to Cutler and company in this one. And then finally, I just think the Raiders, a little bit banged up. We'll see. I think Latavius Murray probably will play, and that's kind of a key. But going into this game, I'm telling you, I think Minnesota's defense is better than most people give them credit for. They're very quick. I think they could come in and really give the Raiders' offense some trouble. Priced very low, 2800 on DraftKings, 4500 on FanDuel, and $12 on Yahoo!, Minnesota's kind of my sneaky play on the defensive end. And finally, just one quick tip of the week for this week. And we talked earlier about estimating the ownership. Like Kirk Cousins, Matt was saying, might be really heavily owned. And the way you can kind of figure that out, or at least come up to a reasonable guess, is use the Roto-Grinders field report each week. What they do is they play in the Thursday tournaments on FanDuel where you're not allowed to make any changes once that first game starts. So they get estimates based on that. And you can kind of go through and see what the ownership levels are for quite a few players. This is really good for GPPs, not so much for 50-50s, you know, the cash games. But just taking a quick look at this week, Brady is actually the number one quarterback, 12.8%. Cam Newton's next. And further down the list at about 7.5% is Kirk Cousins. So he's one of the heavier owned of the cheaper guys, but he's not going to be just all over the place. So I think you're fine to play Kirk Cousins in a lot of your tournaments without feeling like, hey, this guy's going to be heavily owned. Where you start to get the heavy ownership is more in the running backs where D'Angelo Williams, obviously coming off a big game. So a lot of people are on him. He's playing a terrible defense in Cleveland. Todd Gurley has bumped back up. He's around 20%. At the wide receivers, it's Allen Robinson at 27%, followed by Crabtree at 20%. So you can kind of go through there and gauge where you might need to be a little bit more unique in your tournament plays. That's a good way to do it. The field report typically is available on Fridays at the very latest Saturday morning on rotogrinders.com. And that is a wrap for another week of the Daily Fantasy Dudes podcast. Have fun and win some money. Good luck. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite provider. And if you do use iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review of the show. We love the feedback, and it helps us move up the podcast rankings. 
Hey dudes, don't forget to follow me on Twitter under at UFantasyDude. I'll always have links to the podcast and my Fantasy Hub blog articles posted there as soon as they become available, plus tips and more info throughout the week. And remember, when it comes to daily fantasy, have fun, win money, don't be ridiculous.